1: You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallets, Smart Money Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality the cream of the crop.
3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. I'm joined here in the studio uh, by Horatio, Martha, and Frank. Correction, uh, those are just my imaginary friends because the studio is empty. Um, but we do have our, our friends over Skype, uh, and that is Ken, Matt, and Jeff. Let's start with Ken. How are you doing today?
4: You've been uh, talking to yourself a lot, Neil. Oh you yes, mean it's, more than usual.
3: It's I, I'm I'm in between um, Tom Hanks and Wilson and. Um, and I don't know what even the more extreme version of that would be. But, um, but yeah, I'm talking to myself. But I, I'm getting through.
4: Okay. Well, whatever it takes.
3: Uh, and I see you shaved. You have a you have a big mustache right now?
4: Yeah, I kept the uh, mustache, but I decided to start a nice uh, fresh beard. It's nice to start over every now and again. And yeah. since I've got a, at least a month to go, now is the best time.
3: Nice. Well, it looks good. You can get a Hawaiian shirt, maybe a Detroit Tigers hat, and then just find that Ferrari you've always wanted, and you're basically Tom Selleck. All right. Thanks. Uh, And uh, above him uh, in the Skype feed is Matt. How are you doing?
5: I'm good. How are you, Neil?
3: Doing all right. Um, I see. Is there a White Claw there or no?
5: Always. Always. I'm I'm not working. I don't know what to do with my time. (laughs) So it's White Claw time all the time. I I guess that's what that uh, tower behind
3: you is that you've been building with White Claws. (laughs)
5: Yeah, it's going to be my fortress once society
3: falls apart. There you go. Um, Well, thank you for joining us. And then uh, last but not least, of course, is Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff?
2: Uh, I don't know why I get of course, but uh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Neil?
3: I'm doing all right. Uh, Jeff has uh, been working uh, in the medical field, uh, which is, I'm sure, is a little bit more stressful than uh, some other people's um, current positions, but uh, hopefully you're staying safe, Jeff.
2: Uh, Yep, trying to, using PPE and trying to stay out of people's way. And uh, I'm choosing to do things on purpose to socially isolate myself at work because I have a little bit of flexibility in my role. So.
5: We'll see. That's, that's the way you would prefer it anyway, is to um, be now, by yourself. So.
4: Neil said you work work in a medical field, but <laughs> I don't think that's exactly correct. I mean, that's a... You work a in a hospital number. doing non-medical. That, that is true, yes. yes.
3: Not on the front lines. That's
4: no, not even close. I didn't
3: realize <laughs> we had a special guest, Chris Hansen, here uh, showing up the facts <laughs>
4: i mean uh, i don't mean to take the out of jeff or anything but no it's totally it a fair. little bit just we'll want say. to be accurate well depending on how right. things
3: go here uh in the next few weeks you might have to take the out of jeff because we're going to be out of water um <laughs> <laughs> but uh we'd love to h- introduce our special guest uh she's hosting today you've you've uh, remembered her from uh, game of thrones bonus episode we had such a wonderful time hanging out with her uh, during Geek Bowl and at Extravaganza, and she, uh, made a special trip out to Chicago, uh, not too long ago. We had a, a ton of fun. Uh, but that is our United States champion on Patreon, Kelsey Barkholm. How's it going, Kelsey?
0: Good. How are you?
3: Good. Uh, what have you been up to since, uh, our big, um, our big sardines in a, in a can <laughs> event?
0: Uh, well, I'm a biomedical scientist and I still have, uh, some work to do in the lab to keep things going, but otherwise, I've just been analyzing data from home and doing a lot of the live streaming trivia that everyone's been producing lately.
4: Yeah, that stuff's really amazing. Good job to everybody who's, who's uh, mm-hmm. taken the helm and done the live streaming. I just want to give
5: everybody a shout out. Yeah, Ken, you hosted one, right? I
4: co-hosted go? one with uh, Jason from Liquid Courage. Courage. <laughs> I know a lot of other people are doing them, too. So thanks for keeping everybody entertained.
3: Yes. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Just a few off the top of our head. I think Lee George had the Broken Buzzer Invitational. Mm -hmm. Um, Russ Friedewald, uh, I believe, has Trivia Workshop. Uh, There's a bunch of other ones, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, as Ken said.
5: Jeremy's doing the Jackbox things. Jeremy Goodson, I believe.
3: Yeah. So there's a ton online right now for people who aren't able to go out to the pub. Um, And Kelsey, you actually joined us uh, for Pub Trivia not too long ago.
0: I did.
3: And I can't remember if we won or not. I think we put up a good fight.
0: We did win, yes.
3: We did win. Okay, so it was all because of you then is what we're going to lead with.
0: (laughs) I don't think I contributed much, but I'll take the victory.
3: Good, good. Uh, Well, you wrote a game for us today. It's in our normal format. Uh, So before we throw it to you, uh, let's pick our team names. Uh, Matt, you and I were talking about um, how excited we are for WrestleMania to come up. I mean, they're still having it, which is kind of a concern, but there's going to be no audience (laughs) members. So it's going to be like Art House Theater. Uh, and I, I guess um, because uh, we are seeing it as art house theater um, with no audience, normally two people fighting, uh, Matt and I are going to be waiting for Macho, uh, for Macho Man. <laughs> okay. uh, I Penn, did,
4: you know, I did see a video of the, the wrestlers uh, doing their thing without any audience, and it's crazy. But um, uh, since uh, you picked something with long, uh, rambling monologues, uh, I'll go ahead and pick a team name for Jeff and I. Uh, for one of my favorite directors, uh, who also does long rambling uh, monologues and dialogues, and that's uh, Tanton Quarantino.
3: Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if if you guys are gonna be that, uh, make sure you guys kick up your feet, and uh, let's <laughs> let's throw it to the rules guy and see how he's doing.
2: The cream of the
3: crop! Wow, that Quentin Tarantino impression uh, was pretty spot on. He sounded like he was on a cocaine bender and talking very fast.
4: All right, all right.
3: All right, yeah. Uh, Well, Kelsey, thank you for joining us today, and we're super excited, so feel free to uh, take the wheel and and drive.
0: All right. For question number one, your category will be, this should be a 50-50 question. In a famous scene from the classic movie, Dude, Where's My Car?, the two main characters realize that they have each gotten upper back tattoos. What <laughs> word is tattooed on Ashton Kutcher's character? Uh,
3: I think I know this one, Matt, if you want to lock in let Jeff and Ken talk.
4: F- right, so, so one of them
0: was uh,
4: Dude, dude, and one of them was Sick or Bro or something like that? Yeah,
2: I, uh, I don't remember.
4: It's a classic film. I can't bring it to it mind. It so like... It must be like dude and bro, right? But let's go ahead with dude.
3: Yeah, um, Matt uh, texted me and um, he had the right instinct on this one. I don't know too much about back tattoos, um, you know, if they hurt or not or how long they might take. (laughs) But um, I believe Matt is correct. so We also went with dude.
0: You guys are both correct. One of them said dude and the other actually said sweet. But Ashton Kutcher's character was dude.
5: Yeah, that was like the big part of the trailer was just them two back and forth. And what's mine say? Dude, sweet. And that's all I remember about the movie in general. (laughs) And I guess the car, isn't it like parked across the street? Has anyone seen it? It's very close.
4: Spoilers, man. Come on. Oh, okay. Take it easy.
5: (laughs) I know people are watching a lot of movies during the quarantine, but if you've made it to Dude, Where's My Car? I think. I feel like the stage of
2: limitations is finally up on that movie.
5: (laughs) I saw that movie in the theater. So there
3: you go. <laughs> Matt almost throws up his white claw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: Question number two, the category is Athletes on TV. The third season of Westworld recently debuted, introducing a number of new characters, including Giggles. Giggles is portrayed by what NFL running back who was drafted in 2007?
3: Oh, uh Matt. I didn't know this one because I haven't seen the new season yet. But I I saw the article when they um, hired him, so I'm pretty sure I know who it is.
2: I is. Don't remember seeing anything about Westworld. The only person I know who was drafted in 07 was AP. I'm pretty sure Adrian Peterson was '07. Trying to think uh, if there's anybody else just, in that
4: draft. I mean, let's just go in with that. We have no okay. idea. So
2: yeah, we can lock in with Adrian Peterson.
3: I think Peterson was '06, to be honest. Yeah, Matt Matt would know better than I would on that um yeah i matt and i had the same thought um i haven't seen the new season i actually haven't watched the second season i really enjoyed the first one but uh, i was watching brooklyn Nine the other day and this same athlete was on that show and when i looked up what else he had done i saw that he was signed on to the show and i believe it's marshawn lynch
0: uh it is marshawn lynch there
3: we go oh, waiting, right. for waiting,
2: waiting
0: for a
4: much show waiting for Macho.
2: show oh, i was to say does his sag contract require his payment in skittles mm,
3: <laughs> probably <laughs>
0: All right. Question number three. The category is nerd. The titular aardvark on the TV show Arthur has what PBS-approved last name?
5: Oh, I can't remember this.
3: Oh no! Wow. Um, every time I, I, I see that GIF of Arthur um, holding his fist really angrily. Yeah, I love I, that one. I think of Ken when because <laughs> he likes it, and then that's what I think of when I see it.
5: Uh, okay, we're locked in because Neil doesn't know, and I have a guess. <laughs> All
4: right. Well, I really don't know, uh, Jeff. So if you want to just guess, his last name is Ardvark. But I something's on the in my brain, but I can't. I'm not going to get to it. So.
5: Yeah, I think uh, his last name goes along with um, having fun, not being hard. If you have a library card, because I believe his last name is Reed.
0: That is correct. His last name is Reed.
5: Wow! Right. Nice job, Matt. I had no idea on that one. I used to watch so much, so much Arthur. Like, and I was way too old to be watching Arthur at the time. But like, my sister would be kind of in the room, so I'd be like, "We're watching Arthur," but I would just watch it. It's a good show.
0: I think I'm a little too old now, but I guess if we're running out of content, (laughs) we could all just get really into Arthur.
3: There you go. I'm sure there's going to be a
5: subreddit of Arthur <laughs> with theories and uh, all that. It's a big uh, Yo-Yo Ma story arc, which is important. So,
0: <laughs> Question number four. The category is adorable facts. The late Roderick Toombs may have known that a group of corgis is known as a what?
4: You just want to say like court? Sure.
0: A right. yeah, court
4: of corgis.
5: Okay. They're in with court of corgis. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just looked up a bunch of these because I was writing questions. Um, and I learned that uh, a group of lemurs is a conspiracy, which doesn't help this question at all. <laughs> but that was the thing that I took from it. Um, How
3: about a battalion? I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm a little disappointed in you guys. Roderick Toombs is a rowdy, Roddy piper.
3: Oh. oh, I knew I knew it. <laughs> and
0: a group of corgis is a rowdy.
3: Hmm. I love that. Especially, I want to see someone find a picture of a bunch of corgis wearing kilts.
0: <laughs>
4: that, that shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're probably right.
0: <laughs> Question number five category is hashtag IWDFCFTBATK. What foodie magazine's test kitchen includes personalities such as Claire Saffitz? brad leone and molly baz who have recently gained viral fame thanks to the success of their youtube channel and in particular a segment called gourmet makes uh jeff go ahead and lock in with whatever you think uh
5: for the record jeff did find a picture of a corgi in a irish uh kilt oh boy um
3: that was on jeff's bookmarks um (laughs) his favorites yeah uh so you
5: you guys are locked in
3: yeah um
5: top chef magazine
3: yeah i don't i yeah i guess do you want to go like um uh yeah how about i liked your name tipsy bartender do you want to go with that
5: okay sure locked in
2: um the only one that i know of that's a like a gourmet magazine is food and wine so we said food and wine
0: all right. We again have no points. Uh, if you could maybe puzzle out the last four letters, um, it's a hashtag that is used by fans of Gourmet Makes, which stars Claire Saffitz, and it stands for "I would die for Claire" from the Bone Appetit Test Kitchen. Oh. Um. Uh, so Claire is a pastry chef, and she makes junk foods like Cheetos and Gushers and Pop Rocks, but in her oh. gourmet kitchen setting. So That's she has amazing. to. Yeah, she has to figure out how to make those industrially mm. produced products in a in a gourmet manner
3: i know why that's cool. familiar now because on john oliver he mentioned her with making pop tarts i think that's, oh yes yes she did make pop tarts that's right so that's where i knew it from um so after five looks like waiting for macho uh, has 30 points and how about you over at uh what is it uh tenton quarantino
4: T- tenton quarantino so we only have 10
3: all right so we got 30 to 10 Uh, Feel free to continue, Kelsey.
0: Okay, question number six. The category is Latin acronyms. Prescription drug labels often use Latin-based acronyms, such as IV, when a drug should be taken intravenously. How should you take a drug labeled PO, as in puppy otter?
3: Mm. Well, I know Jeff and I take quite a bit of medicine, so let's see if we can figure this out. (laughs) Um,
4: Jeff, the best I can kind of think of here is like would mean orally but that's that's the only thing I'm I can think of getting, I mean how yeah.
2: many other ways can you think to take it and I don't think it's well, any I can other think ways. of one
4: more but yeah <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's that way <laughs> but uh, yeah let's just lock in with uh, orally
3: I mean it could be orifice or well <laughs>
5: <laughs> it could be
4: <laughs> which orifice meant uh,
5: well that's what the P is <laughs>
3: um do you want to? Do, what if we just lock in orally, and then we'll see if Kelsey makes us be more specific?
5: That's probably yeah. I think it's wrong, but
3: we can lock in with that. Sure. Okay.
0: Okay, you are correct. It is orally. Oh. oh. So what is what is the p? P O stands for per os, which translates to "by the way of the opening."
5: The oh, opening okay. being
0: your mouth. Hmm.
5: Um, so orifice it's... is kind of right too. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's usually recommended that medical professionals just write orally because people generally don't know what P.O. means. And
4: it's a little weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number seven, the category is sports movies. In August 2019, the MLB announced they would host a Field of Dreams game at a temporary ballpark in Iowa. What two teams are set to be playing?
5: Oh, I did know this.
3: So Matt and I are typing back and forth on what we think the teams in Field of Dreams were. Um, and I think we're going to lock in.
4: I have no idea, so let's just say the uh, Cubs and Sox crossed classic.
5: Alright. Yeah, I remember making the joke when I saw it that the White Sox would be playing in front of the same amount of fans if they played in an open field as they normally do at their home games. So I'm um, pretty sure the White Sox is one of them. Um, And then I sent Yankees, and Neil agreed, so we said White Sox and Yankees.
0: That's correct. It is the White Sox and the Yankees.
5: Nice. Yeah, I think I remember... We got
4: halfway there, surprisingly.
3: So, yeah, you had Shoeless Joe Jackson, was Ray Liotta, and then um, when Matt said Yankees, it made sense because Kevin Costner's dad, uh, who's the catcher, I believe he's wearing a Yankees jersey. uh, Mm -hmm. And I only know that because... You never forget scenes that make you cry every time. So, oh. there you go. Sad. Sad.
0: All right. Question number eight. The category is geography. Hmm. A Pomeranian can be best described as a borking floof from the region of Pomerania. Name either of the two countries where you would find the region of Pomerania.
3: Oh dear. We'll we'll, uh, we'll lock in if uh, if you guys want to talk out loud.
4: Sure. Um, do you think this is uh, the Asian uh, continent? No, this sounds European to me. All right, we'll pick two bordering European countries at random.
2: Okay, uh, I'm, we'll go Spain and France.
3: Yeah, so we just kind of thought maybe it sounds um, uh, Scandinavian, um, possibly. So uh, we said Sweden and Netherlands.
0: So Neil and Matt were closer. It is on the Baltic Sea, but it is in Germany and Poland.
6: Mm. Mm. Um,
0: the Pomeranian is a variant of the German Spitz.
3: Okay. Oh, cute dog. Related to Mark or no? Someone, <laughs> yes, someone he got is that the joke.
0: Original breeder.
3: He's the original Spitz. <laughs> yes. I love all the dog questions. Thank you for. We don't have too many of us, so thank you for bringing that to the show.
0: I almost wrote a whole like I should say I, I did write a whole swing round on geography, but then I remembered that just because it's fun for me doesn't mean
1: it's fun for everyone. So I <laughs> yeah. changed it. But You'll maybe have to, someday. Yeah, you, know, you should come
3: back that. and it'll the game will be called Kelsey Let the Dogs Out.
0: <laughs> All right. Question nine, the category is more German stuff. Neuschwanstein Castle, which is often referred to as the Sleeping Beauty Castle, was dedicated to the life and work of what composer? Much of the castle's interior design is inspired by the composer's operas.
4: We're locked in. Yeah, I've been to there, so we're locked in.
3: (laughs) Oh, have you now? Um, Um,
4: That's how I
2: know
3: about this. From mm -hmm. Ken. So, a German composer. Right, you got your Brahms.
5: So I I sent you Brahms right away because that was the first one that popped in my head. You
3: got your Wagner. You got your Hans Mm -hmm. Zimmer. You got, uh,
5: (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, Brahms or Wagner, I feel like. Brahms, I, um, hmm. I don't know, but if Ken locked in right away, he's a big Wagner guy. I remember he answers that for a lot of questions when he doesn't know the answer.
3: That's true. That is good game theory. I feel like
2: saying Ken's a Wagner guy has connotations. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't.
3: (laughs) Um, I'll leave it to you, Matt. We've been doing pretty good so far. So do do you want to go Brahms
5: or Wagner? Yeah, I think Brahms was the first thought. So let's stick with it. Okay.
4: Yeah, it's Wagner, guys.
5: Mm -hmm. Ken is correct.
0: It is Wagner.
4: Yeah, so uh, the... um the king at the time, was a big Wagner fan, and he was um, filled with fantasies, so he built this, like, bizarre fantasy palace, and he had uh, Wagner come live with him, and there's probably some hanky-panky going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a really interesting story. It's
4: It's crazy. (laughs) He blew
0: all his money on the castles, and then his cabinet conspired against him to depose him, and took him into custody, and then he died by mysterious circumstances very mysterious
3: (laughs) wow i've been watching uh, tiger king recently and it sounds like that could be its own (laughs) miniseries
1: yep
0: all right question number 10 the category is gross the title character of what video game billed as a pick and flick adventure was awarded grossest character by electronic gaming monthly in 1994 this character's abilities included fighting enemies with burps and rocketing through the air using flatulence.
3: We're locked
5: in. Oh okay. man. Okay. Um, I think this is uh Well, now, now I'm not sure. It's not Earthworm Jim, right? Yeah, I I know that is a gross one, but I know there's but if it's just one character because I originally thought Toe Jam and Earl.
3: Oh, that oh yeah, that is gross. Um,
5: that is a that is right when Earthworm Jim came out. So I, I think I think we can lock in with Earthworm Jim. Okay.
4: All right, guys, I rented this um, from the store when I had my Sega Genesis back in the day. Remember, the tagline was, He thinks he's a hero, but he's not. And it's uh, <laughs> Booger Man.
0: Ken is correct. It is Booger Man.
5: <laughs> oh, never would have got there. I've never even heard of that.
0: Uh, there was a Kickstarter campaign in twenty thirteen to bring it back. But of course, there people have been really <laughs> clamoring for more boogerman., uh, it unfortunately only reached about a tenth of its goal. so yeah, those
5: are those fun. are so sad. those Kickstarters, <laughs> for like that the producers are like, people want this. And then they raise like seven hundred dollars. Oh, rough
3: after the first round, it looks like Tenton Quarantino has forty points, and uh, waiting for Macho has fifty points. So uh, right before we throw to Kelsey for the swing round to see what she has in store, just wanted to let everyone know to join us over at the crop where you can interact with um, people just like Kelsey uh, who are pretty active on there. And uh, it's always fun to interact with all the other listeners of the show uh, and also sign up for guesting or hosting, uh, which we will have quarterly sign up forms over there. So just make sure to kind of join uh, the crop and um, hang out with us. It's a fun time over there. And if you don't want to go on the crop or you do hit us up on Instagram at TrivialityPod and uh, see some pictures that Matt posts uh, maybe at like 2 a.m. Right,
5: Matt? (laughs) After 10-way clause, you're right. (laughs) There
3: you go. Uh, Kelsey, what do you uh, have in store for us today for the Swing Round?
0: All right, the Swing Round is on musical samples. For each question, I'll give you a song title and you have to identify the artist that was heavily sampled in that song. For example, if I said Anaconda by Nicki Minaj, you would say Sir Mix-a-Lot. And just for clarity, all of the samples are pervasive enough that the songwriter for the original song also received songwriting credit on the new song. So they're all samples heard throughout rather than just a quick reference. Okay. Um,
3: Awesome.
0: Okay. Number one, Wild Wild West by Will Smith. Number two, Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Number three, Mo Money, Mo Problems by Notorious B.I.G. Number four, Can I Kick It by A Tribe Called Quest. Number five, Rapper's Delight by Sugarhill Gang. Number six, You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. Number seven, I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy. Number eight, Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. Number nine, Clumsy by Fergie. And number 10, You Need Two Answers, and the song is All Summer Long by Kid Rock.
6: I'm Jane Polez.
3: Okay, all of our answers are now locked in. So we'll go back to Kelsey to hear the
5: clues one more time and we'll give our answers.
0: Okay, number one was Wild Wild West by Will Smith.
5: Yeah, um, this one I'm almost 100% sure. I believe it's Stevie Wonder.
4: And Jeff, Uh, we did not have this one, right? No, we did not. So we said uh, Celine Dion.
0: It is Celine Dion. Uh,
4: No,
0: it's obviously (sighs) Stevie Wonder. The, The song is I Wish.
3: I knew it was Stevie Wonder for uh, 100%, but when you said Celine Dion, I was like, oh my God, I was wrong. You convinced me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she is wiki wild, wild.
3: There you go. <laughs> uh,
0: number two is Fantasy by Mariah Carey.
3: This one, um, Matt and I, you know, we know this song very, very well. I used to listen to Butterfly on repeat, um, but I could not think of who it would sample. So we just picked someone from that era, from like the 70s. We think a lot of these are 70s inspired. So we said Gloria Gaynor.
4: We said whoever did that song from The never ending Story. <laughs>
0: um, so this is actually a sample of the song Genius of Love from the Tom Tom Club. It oh. was an offshoot of The Talking Heads.
5: Oh, yeah. It's a good so song. It's
0: hmm. probably one of the harder ones, but I really like the original song. And the Maria Carey version. All right. Number three, Mo Money, Mo Problems.
5: Um, yeah, we know the sample is uh the songs i'm coming up or i'm coming out something like that um i can't we're not 100 percent sure on the artist but we said uh donna summer
2: um yep yeah. um we definitely know that it's uh i'm coming out and uh i think you're close matt but i think it's diana
3: ross
6: mm.
0: it is diana ross yeah number four can i kick it by a tribe called quest
3: yep Uh love hip-hop uh Tribe is uh, one of my favorite groups. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is Lou Reed.
4: And this is another one that we had no idea about. So we said uh, Britney
5: Spears.
0: It is Lou Reed. Number five, Rapper's Delight.
5: Um, This one, again, we weren't really sure. Uh, We know that Rapper's Delight's late 70s, early 80s. um, So we just picked a band that was making music before then and said the Bee Gees.
4: Yeah, the bass line kind of sounded like another one bites the dust to us. I don't think it's that, but we're going to say Queen.
0: So this samples the song Good Times, which is by (laughs) Sheik.
2: Okay, yeah, I can hear it.
0: Okay, number six, you can't touch this?
3: Pretty sure this one is Rick James. Yep, we
4: thought it was Super Freak and uh, Rick James.
0: Points all around, it is Rick James. Number seven, I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy.
3: Um, wait, yeah, wait. Matt, believe... uh, Matt, take your time with this one. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I believe Sting actually sang this on the stage at one of the VMA awards with um, Puff Daddy and everyone. Uh, so we said The Police.
4: Jeff, we didn't yeah. have this one, right?
2: No, we had The Police. This is uh, Every oh, Death but... You Take. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
0: Correct. It is The Police. Number eight, Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. I think this is probably another hard one.
3: Yeah, I know the song really well. We couldn't um, pull it. We just know that there's sort of a Motown uh, beat in the background. So we said, let's just go with the Motown groups. So we said The Temptations.
4: And uh, we said the uh, soundtrack to Oklahoma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is actually a, a sample of Stand By Me, which is by Ben E. King. Mm. All right, number nine, Clumsy by Fergie.
5: Oh, yeah, um, this one, again, not sure, know the song, um, but uh, couldn't get there, so we just said Blondie.
4: And uh, I think we also didn't know this one, so we said uh, the uh, Marine uh,
1: Choir.
0: <laughs> well, Clumsy Samples' Girl Can't Help It, which is by Little Richard. Girl can't
5: help.
0: And finally, number 10, arguably the worst song on the list. All Summer Long by Kid Rock.
5: Not, not
3: arguably. Yeah, not arguably. <laughs> um, this one, I definitively. know... <laughs> definitively. Definitively. <laughs> I think uh, Leonard Skinner, and then we were trying to think of the name of the guy who does the um, uh, Werewolves of London. I think it's Wolf, Wolfman Jack, but that's what we officially locked in with. Wolfman Jack and Leonard Skinner. <laughs> mm,
4: that is the
2: second uh, song. Um, it's started, Warren Devon in that case. Yeah, But, we uh, but just, yeah, we only had Leonard Skinner. Yeah.
0: Yeah, to, with your powers combined, you got the two. It's Leonard Skinnerd and Warren Zevon.
3: Mm, after the swing round, it looks like Tenton Quarantino has 55 and Waiting for Macho has 70. So, uh, yeah, let's go right into to round two. That was a great swing round, Kelsey.
0: All right. Round two, question number one is in the category of food. Tahini is a puree of what plant product which Mitch Hedberg wondered why we never let grow?
5: <laughs> we are locked
4: in. <laughs> Do you, know, are you locked like in
5: much through much? the uh, Mitch Hedberg, or through actually? No, i I'm locked. I'm locked in two ways. Okay.
3: Um, I've seen people use tahini um, mm-hmm. that Ken and I know, but I, I'm not. I don't know much about Mitch Hedberg. My my only Mitch Hedberg is from Phil, and Phil knows it like by heart. But I, I don't think I've actually ever listened to Mitch Hedberg other than through Phil. Um, so
5: I think I think he has a bit on asparagus and how it's just a stalk and you eat it as it's just a stalk why don't you let it grow that sounds familiar I don't know if that's right I could just be making it up that's more Um, than I have though yeah I think we can I guess we can lock in with asparagus then okay
4: the uh, question that was really on Mitch Hedberg's mind though is what the f*** is a sesame so sesame seeds
5: Mm.
0: Ken got it there it is sesame seeds Mm. All right. Question number two, the category is TV. What actor first played an FBI agent on Twin Peaks, though he is much better known for his twice Emmy nominated performance as an altogether different FBI agent?
4: All right, uh, Jeff, I think we can lock in here.
3: Okay. All right. Okay. So they're locked in. So, Matt, I think um, I'm trying to think of the second reference. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan is the main guy on Twin Peaks. Um, okay and i'm just trying to think if he was an fbi agent and anything else um was there pl- any other
5: actors on i mean he played
3: charlotte's husband on sex in the city but i don't think he was an fbi agent on that no no he played tennis and stuff um <laughs> i'm trying trying to think um lord uh, lord was she or was she in the she was in david lynch's blue Velvet. no um i'm not sure the only one i know definitively that's on it is Kyle McLaughlin. David Lynch was on it, but I, I couldn't tell you what he played on that show because I can't remember other than him you know, creating it.
5: Right. I, I guess we can lock in with Kyle McLaughlin then. Okay. That's fine.
4: I got uh, equally as far in my reasoning, so we said Kyle McLaughlin.
0: It's actually David Duchovny. Mm.
5: Oh. So David
0: Duchovny played the transgender FBI agent Denise Bryson mm. um, oh. in Twin Peaks and then oh, really? was, of course, Fox Mulder in The X-Files. All right. Question number three, the category is Dirty Dancing. So I think the last time I was on the show, uh, other than Game of Thrones, I said that my favorite Patrick Swayze film is Dirty Dancing. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be appropriate to ask a Dirty Dancing question. In an intimate moment between Baby and Johnny, Baby reveals that her real name is Frances for the first woman in the cabinet. This refers to Secretary of Labor Frances Perkins, who was summoned to the cabinet by which U.S. president?
4: Okay, um, so the family in that movie is conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking they probably want uh, to honor a president who kind of upholds those values. So, so, But it would be kind of early, I think. So maybe like Eisenhower? I thought it was before Eisenhower. I don't, I don't think for, it was like... For
2: some reason, my gut goes FDR on this one. You can go however you want. I'm feeling, I'm feeling FDR on this one. If you're okay, okay. with me going that way, that's fine. <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah. So um, Matt had said Ford, um, but if you're a fan of Dirty Dancing, uh, like I am, and like Kelsey is, uh, the movie takes place in like, like 1963. Baby is pretty young; she's uh, almost an adult. So I was, just, I was thinking, if it was like 1963, she was admiring someone who uh, had been in the cabinet prior there was probably someone in history books for like a few years and so we guessed fdr um because she would have been around a while
0: all right points all around it is fdr wow good Good job Jeff. so she was also she is the longest serving secretary of labor because she served for the entirety of the uh, franklin roosevelt presidency
5: Hmm. oh nice interesting
0: Hmm. all right question four your category is baseball in 2005, an MLB pitcher was arrested in his home country of Venezuela for attempted murder, ending his Major League Baseball career. His first and last initial are the same letter, and he is the only person in MLB history to have those initials. What are his initials?
5: Uh, we can we can lock in, I believe.
3: Okay. Yeah, I trust you. I, I, I thought maybe I'd get something from the clue, but I couldn't pull anything.
4: Jeff, I'm not familiar with the uh, I don't know this one person, at all, but do you want to say like QQ or YY or ZZ or something like that? Uh,
2: sure. I mean, that any of those seem reasonable
4: to me. Right, let's go QQ. Uh,
5: only a couple letters off there, actually. Uh, this guy was a pretty big closer uh, really through. He had a good fastball. I believe it's Ugi or Bina, so it's UU.
0: That is correct. It is UU. Um, he ended up serving seven years in prison for allegedly using a machete and gasoline to attack attack five workers on his property. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to Andy Saunders, who I sent this question to. And I was like, I have no idea if this is an easy question or a hard question or is even factually correct. So he Seems said it, that it was
4: just right. <laughs>
5: yeah, he said it would
0: probably play hard, but it was a fair question.
5: And he's a big baseball guy, too. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, thank you, Andy.
0: Okay, question number five. The category is exercise. The Sanskrit term Adho Mukha Svanasana is most commonly translated as what in English?
3: So they're locked in, um, exercise-related. You wrote yoga. Mm. Um, Adho Mukha um, so three, three words possibly. I'm just trying to think of something exercise related. That's like,
5: yeah, I, I was trying to think of it in the Sanskrit terms. That'd be something that would probably originate then maybe. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe it would originate out of the Middle East or in some, in Eastern, um, philosophies. So that's why I said yoga. Um,
3: yeah. And I don't namaste. think yeah, it wouldn't be namaste. Cause I mean, it would be in, that'd be a different right. language. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's the better than anything I can come up with. I was trying to think of like um, lifting weights, directions, or something like you know bend your yeah. knees or something. But I think
5: <laughs> it's like CrossFit. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> uh, it's Orange Theory. Um, yeah. Do you want to do? Yeah, let's just go with that. With yours, with yoga, Bikram yoga.
5: Okay. Yeah, Bikram yoga.
4: Okay. I think this is the name of a yoga pose um, specifically. I'm not. I'm not sure which one it's referring to, but it ended with. Um, I think shavasana, which is the word for pose, I think. Um, so we're just going to pick a common pose and say it's downward facing dog.
0: That is correct on Ken's part. It <sighs> is downward dog. So the word asana is referring to pose. So anything that ends in asana is a specific pose.
3: Mm. Kelsey's bringing the dog heat
5: today. I was going to say we should. I
0: dog. promise this is my last dog related <laughs> question. <laughs>
4: Oh, that was We've been doing that bedroom yoga Through the uh, <laughs> quarantine So,
0: Alright, question number six The category is Stupid movie plots In I Still Know What You Did Last Summer Carla, played by Brandy Receives a phone call from a radio DJ And wins a trip for four to the Bahamas By answering a question about the capital Of a certain country In a crazy twist, the DJ was the killer The whole time Spoiler yes. alert Uh, They should have seen it coming, though, because Carla answered that geography question incorrectly. What country was she asked to name the capital of? And notably, the capital is only the third largest city in that country.
3: All right, Matt, um, I saw the first I know you did last summer on a bootleg VHS in a person's living room. Uh, But I saw the second one in the theater and uh, I was a big Jennifer Love Hewitt fan. And I remember what the question was so we
5: can lock in. Say was a big Jennifer Love Hewitt fan. I think you still are. <laughs>
3: uh, guilty, Jeff.
4: Jeff, I can't get this from yeah. the uh, movie perspective. But if you know a country where the capital is the third largest city,
2: it's not Germany. France. Sorry,
4: just running this through is, a bunch this, of countries. This is going to be a guess, so let's just say Canada. Yeah, yeah, probably a fool's errand. Yeah, sounds good. All right.
3: Yeah, this one, I remember when I saw the movie, uh, it's kind of reminiscent of Scream when they ask uh, who is the killer in Friday the 13th, and then Drew Barrymore says Jason, but it's Jason's mom, uh, Pamela. Mm -hmm. And in this one, they ask, uh, what is the capital of Brazil? And I, for one, can never remember the exact capital.
5: Excuse me. I think it's Brasilia, isn't it? Or something like that? Maybe. I think she
3: she might say Rio de Janeiro. I can't remember.
5: Yeah, No,
2: no, no. Rio and... uh... Um, Sao Paulo are both bigger, but it's definitely Brasilia.
0: All right. Yeah, you guys had all the information there. It is Brazil. She says Rio de Janeiro, but the actual capital is Brasilia, Brazil. Question number seven. The category is theater. The Eugene Trilogy is a set of three semi-autobiographical plays by Neil Simon that each reference a geographic location starting with the letter B. Name any two of those locations.
4: I think we talked about this in some respect on a previous episode, but um, Jeff, I can guess if you want.
2: That would be great. I don't. I don't know this at all.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah. So Neil Simon, he wrote a play um, about Yonkers. Okay. Not a B. Not a B, but um, a play called
5: Bonkers would be fun.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. But uh, you know, there's the Neil Simon Theater in New York. Um, a lot of New York history and whatnot. The Odd Couple. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm wondering if one of them is Bronx. Um.
5: Or maybe Bronx and Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh. Boston. Borough. maybe?
3: or borough? Yeah. Um, I guess
5: it's not a place specifically, but Bronx, Bronx and Brooklyn, are the two big ones. Over there. I like right.
3: that. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go with those two. I also
4: guessed Bronx and Brooklyn.
0: You guys were on the right track. The three plays are Brighton Beach Memoirs, Brighton Beach being a neighborhood in Brooklyn, Biloxi Blues, and Broadway Bound.
5: Oh, Broadway. That's another one. Without knowing the plays, it's a lot harder, I think.
0: <laughs> All right. Number eight. The category is Dames. Fashion icon Leslie Lawson is more commonly known by what nickname which referenced her thin physique in her youth?
4: Jeff, oh. I don't know this uh, person at all, so all right, we're guessing uh, Slim Jim.
3: <laughs> Slim Jim. Um, so when you think of fashion icon um, with a thin physique, uh, my first thought goes to Twiggy, um, former model and future mm-hmm. host uh, and judge on America's Next Top Model. So is that cool mm-hmm. with you, Matt?
5: Yeah, I think there was also a Twiggy in... Uh... In Limp Biscuit maybe one of those bands. I can't remember now. Corn. I don't know, but you're probably right. Let's say Twiggy.
0: The answer is Twiggy.
5: All right, Neil. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching America's Next Top Model with uh, Colleen to, uh, over again, so she's on a bunch of them.
0: Okay, question number nine. The category is podcasts. Jesse Thorne serves as the bailiff in the fictional courtroom of what podcast that adjudicates real but often meaningless disputes between friends and family?
5: Oh, man. I, you know, I listen to a lot of Max Fun podcasts, and I'm pretty sure they advertise this one on there a lot. And I, I don't know if I'm going to remember it.
4: Should we say uh, Mock Trial with Jay Reinhold?
5: Mock Ooh, trial. I, love,
4: I love Mock Trial. All right. Mock Trial. And the William Hung Jury. We're gonna say mock Trial.
5: It's like it's like um what the marriage ref should have been. It's more or less. It's just uh um. But I I'm not gonna remember. Well, not name.
4: a Tom Papa fan.
5: <laughs> not so much. Uh,
4: have you he... ever dissed Tom Papa on your own podcast? I mm-hmm. know I have.
3: Who's who is Tom Papa? It's a comedian. Oh okay. Um. And in Italy, is he Tom Papa? I believe so. Um. Yeah, I have no idea, Matt. So whatever you say is definitely better than what I'm going to come up with.
5: Yeah, it, and we're not going to get there. So uh,
3: you know, I don't know. Let's but let's yeah, say not let's say Chrissy's Court for the Chrissy Teigen new Quibby show where she is a judge.
0: No points, Matt was on the right track. This is a maximum fun network podcast. It is Judge John Hodgman, yeah, um, starring comedian Judge. George- John Hodgman. Oh,
4: he's um. Oh, I like John Hodgman. He's great. Was he
3: PC?
5: Yes.
4: Oh yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, he's yeah.
4: Funny. The
5: show the show's good. I listened to uh, the Flap House and they promote it every single time in between their segments, and I like the name just was not coming to me. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's one of my favorites. So, if you've got extra time, which I'm guessing we- everyone does.
5: <laughs> Listen to more of our episodes. For- <laughs>
0: After you've listened to all of Triviality mm. three times. Yeah, three pl- times. play
3: ours in mute on the background and then listen <laughs> to Three is a magic number. Yeah.
0: All right. So you may have noticed that every question this round has had some sort of alliterative element. We had Judge John, Leslie Lawson, Brighton Beach, Brasilia Brazil, Downward Dog, Ugi Urbina, Dirty Dancing, David Duchovny, and Sesame Seeds. So it makes sense that the last category is alliteration.
5: Oh. I did not notice, but now I did.
0: <laughs> Maybe it would have helped.
5: That would have helped, yeah.
0: <laughs> What HBO show that aired in the 2010s featured four main characters with alliterative names?
3: Okay, Matt and I discussed, and uh, we went through a ton of different HBO shows, and we're not too sure, but we have a decent guest, so we're going to lock in.
4: All right, Jeff, this is not really my forte. Did you have something popping out to you?
2: Well, I was trying to go through all the HBO shows I know and stuff like The Wire, Sopranos, Game of Thrones. That's all. That yeah, all debuted is, before 2010s. I'm
4: great. trying to think it's of. 2010s. True detective.
2: Uh, What about something with
4: like a family? Because if they all have the same last name, maybe they have alliterative first names. Okay. So maybe, uh, uh, what's that one with John Goodman? Um, Righteous Gemstones, is that what it's called? Uh, yes. Yeah, Succession that was is the other one?
2: Yeah. The other one, when you think of families, was Big Love. Was that an HBO one?
4: Wasn't that that was the one with uh, that one's a little early though for 2010s, I think. So yeah, you're right. That was that. What do you you think? Succession, right? Just let's go Succession.
6: Okay.
3: Yeah, Matt and I had thrown a ton of options back and forth. I was trying to think of this show um, called Bored to Death, but I don't think that one is correct. Um, And we just locked in with True Detective.
0: No points on this one. The show aired from 2012 to 2017, and the main characters were Shoshana Shapiro, Marnie Marie Michaels, Jesse Johansson, and Hannah Helene Horvath. Mm. And it was girls.
5: Oh, that was the first one I sent you. I know it was.
3: I, it sounded right, <laughs> but that's okay. After regulation, it looks like Team uh, Tenton Quarantino has 85, and Team uh, Waiting for Macho has 110. Before we get the final categories from Kelsey, I uh, just wanted to remind people that you can support us just like Kelsey uh, at Patreon, which is at patreoncom triviality podcast. And Matt, we have a lot of uh, a lot of content that people can uh, siphon through, right?
5: Yeah, for only $5 a month, you gain access to over 30 episodes of bonus content. Um Immediately. some of them immediately yep so if you've run through our entire catalog and you're like i want more well it's right there just at patreon.com slash triviality pod and you can get all sorts of new episodes so check it out
3: cool uh kelsey uh what uh, are our categories for today
0: all right the categories for the final round are unlikely hits uncommon procedures unlike the others unsportsmanlike and an unusual sentence
3: all the wagers are locked in. Uh, let's hear those questions, Kelsey.
0: All right. In Unlikely Hits, which song by Pink Fong peaked at number 32 on the Billboard Hot 100 in January 2019, thanks in large part to its music video being viewed over 2 billion times on YouTube? In Uncommon Procedures, the surgery called an umbilicoplasty is a process by which what feature is physically changed or removed? In Unlike the Others, the top 100 peaks in the U.S. by elevation can be found in only eight different states. Other than Alaska, what is the only state on that list that doesn't contain a part of the Cascades or a part of the Rockies? In Unsportsmanlike, NFL rules allow for a game or part of a game to be replayed in the case of an unfair act, which is defined as a foul involving egregious rules violations. Though it's never actually been enacted, this clause was the grounds for a widely circulated petition to replay the last quarter of a 2019 playoff game between what two teams? And in an unusual sentence, there is a particular word that when repeated eight times in a row forms a technically grammatically correct (laughs) sentence due to its definitions as a U.S. city, an animal, and much less commonly a verb. What is that word?
3: Okay, we're going to take a few moments, and we will be right back with our answers.
1: Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories
3: moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us
1: out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more, And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All the answers are locked in, so let's hear those questions one more time and uh, we'll give our answers.
0: Okay, the first one in Unlikely Hits. Which song by Pink Fong peaked at number thirty-two on the Billboard Hot One Hundred, thanks to over two billion u- views on YouTube?
4: Yeah, So we were thinking that's an absurd amount of views, and uh, to uh, get uh, get into that category solely on YouTube views, it's probably something kind of out there. So we went with Baby Shark.
3: Do 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 do. do. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we also were trying to figure out uh, what to uh, do 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 for an answer, and uh, we also want Baby Shark.
0: The correct answer is baby shark. All right. In uncommon procedures, the surgery called an umbilicoplasty is a process by which what feature is physically changed or removed?
4: Uh, Despite popular belief, this is not the uh, operation that Marilyn Manson had um, (laughs) that he didn't actually have. But um, we said this is uh,
5: belly button. Yeah, we wagered 10 on this one, and we also said belly button.
0: It is belly button. I actually wrote this question because I had a friend of a friend that completely removed her belly button, so she just had a smooth tummy and wow. kept her old belly button in a jar.
5: Oh. I thought wow. that was wow. really gross. Yeah, that's weird.
0: Cool. So, By I the way, one... we, did, uh,
4: we did tens all the way down on this, on this whole round. So,
0: All right. Unlike the others, the top 100 peaks in the U.S. by elevation can be found in only eight different states what is the only state on that list other than Alaska that doesn't contain a part of the Cascades or a part of the Rockies?
2: Um, Yeah, we think the Cascades run down the west coast and the Rockies are kind of in the middle. So Ken and I pretty quickly locked in Hawaii.
3: Yeah, we wagered uh, 15 on this one. Don't know too much about geography. Matt originally said Hawaii. Um, I, you know, For some reason, I have no geographical knowledge. I said maybe Washington. uh, And uh, we just decided to go with Washington.
0: Yeah, Washington is on that list, but it does contain the Cascades. So it is Hawaii. Mm. The eight states are Alaska, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, Wyoming, Washington, California, and Hawaii. Okay, unsportsmanlike. NFL rules allow for a game or part of a game to be replayed in the case of an unfair act. This was the clause for a widely circulated petition to replay the last quarter of a 2019 playoff game between what two teams?
5: Um, yeah, we wagered 15 on this one. Um, I was originally pushing for saints Vikings. I remember that having a really crazy ending, but, um, Neil was pretty sure that it was the Rams. Uh, and that kind of sounds right to me. So we locked in with saints and Rams.
2: Yep. I, uh, again, we wagered 10 on this one. I really wanted the Rams to win this game and, uh, They did. Uh, It was very controversial. But uh, yeah, I remember them uh, defeating the Saints. So we said Saints-Rams.
0: Saints-Rams is correct. Okay, and lastly, an unusual sentence. What word, when repeated eight times in a row, forms a technically grammatically correct sentence?
5: Yeah, we wagered 10 on this one. And we're pretty sure that the buffalo of Buffalo bully other buffaloes from Buffalo or however that works. uh, We said buffalo.
4: We also went with Buffalo.
0: It is Buffalo, 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 Buffalo,
3: After the final round, it looks like Tenton Quarantino is going to end with 135, and narrowly uh, beating them is uh, Waiting for Macho, Matt and myself, with 145, making us today's cream of the crop. The
5: cream will to the
4: top, oh
2: yeah. Very
0: nice.
3: Yeah, Very good, good job, fellas. Good job. Great game, Kelsey. Well, thank you. Uh, now, you've already teased that you're going to do an all-dog game. So
5: it's been in my head <laughs> the entire time like a treat in front of me.
0: Uh, I would be happy to do an all-dog game.
5: Well, it's funny because I, I posted on uh, on The Crop where you can reach us at facebook.com slash crop. Uh, That's probably not the right link, but whatever it is, you know where to find it. Um, And I said that I was going to be writing a bunch of questions, and Kelsey did say write some dog questions. So I definitely have written like five to six dog questions that are coming up. So be on the lookout for more dog questions if you like that.
4: A lot of dog action in the future. (laughs) Get ready. It's a doggy dog world.
3: (laughs) Uh, So uh, Kelsey, uh, anyone you'd like to give a shout out to or anything you'd like to tell us uh, before we let you go?
0: Yeah. Uh, thanks to all of you guys. Uh, you make a great podcast, and I'm always happy to come on and hang out with you. And thanks to my playtesters, in particular, fellow crop top Dustin Rush, who <laughs> a- actually lives. Only about five miles from me, but it took the Triviality meetup in Las Vegas to bring us together. Um, and my best friend, Joanna, who was the co-host on my college radio trivia show about a decade ago. And uh, she's actually not that great at trivia. Don't tell her. But she did <laughs> listen to all my questions and give me some good feedback. So thanks to both of them.
4: Very nice. And we, I think we will work on those uh, those crop crop tops, right?
5: yeah we probably have to yeah i mean the <laughs> top
0: yeah, crop, i, know, crop I know dustin really wants a crop
5: top so <laughs> the people the people <laughs> want dustin in a crop top that's that's the more important thing
3: i love it um well yeah thank you very much kelsey for writing this game and for hanging out as always we always uh enjoy your company and once uh things get back to normal uh we'll definitely have to take a little trip out to denver and uh, you can show us around that would be great uh well uh yeah appreciate uh all of your support as always as uh, we we set a bunch of links there but uh, you know where to find us as matt said at the crop on instagram and facebook at triviality pod or at patreon.com slash triviality podcast uh for kelsey um matt ken jeff my imaginary friends horatio martha and frank my name is neil and that was triviality See, and Brandy would have survived if she would have just been sitting up in her room.
5: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Uh, She should have known that that boy was mine. Is that how that works? (laughs) I don't know.